And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I think we have a few things to talk about today. Uh, first of all, just want to get this out of the way. Yes, it killed me last week to not talk about the Rittenhouse situation. However, it was for a good cause. So we, we are okay with that. A lot of people coming up to me at the event over the weekend and saying, man, that must have been killing you not to talk about the verdict. Yeah, you're right. It, it did. You know, I was able to make a blog post about it, post a couple of videos inside the blog post uh, about it. For those of you who follow my my website, you probably got that notification. If you didn't get the notifications because you don't follow my website. So go to theburningtruth.us and do that. So I did put some content up there, but at the end of the day, we were able to raise a lot of money for a great local charity, and I couldn't uh, couldn't be more happy about that. Thank you so much for all of your support for the St. Marcus House Radiothon over Thursday and Friday. Um, it was a, a big success. Didn't break any of our records, but big success nonetheless, and we raised a lot of money for, for people in need. So thank you so much for that support. Uh, the other thing, we just we have to start off with Waukesha. Uh, that's, that's the big story. We have a lot more information today than we had when this happened. Obviously, this is within an hour's drive of Kenosha. We'll get to the Rittenhouse stuff in a little bit. So you, you got you got a suspect who drives through a crowd of people for a Christmas parade. Now, here's the thing. The news media basically spent the entire weekend telling you the most dangerous people in the country are white males. And then, of course, what happens? Well, another non-white male. You can call it a terrorist attack if you want, I guess. Uh, we don't have full motivation yet. The media is really saying right now that he was fleeing a domestic incident. So this guy is out. He's not supposed to be out. He's out on, on, on bail. He's not supposed to be. The district attorney is saying that they're investigating. Yeah, sure you are. This is a problem. This is, this is one of the things that we keep talking about with district attorneys all over the country. And we've got some issues here locally as well. But when you have a district attorney who will not keep gang members, will not keep violent offenders behind bars and grants them easy bail, especially if they're repeat offenders. This is where you get incidents like this. And if you would just keep the violent offenders and the repeat offenders behind bars, not grant them that bail, especially if it's low bail, not grant them that, then we're going to have a lot less of these issues. But how many stories have we done over the past couple of years where somebody was out on bail and should not have been? A lot of them, right? This is just another example of that. This is somebody who should not have been out on the streets. The prosecutor, I believe, I'm I'm going to verify that a little bit later on, but I believe I heard that the prosecutor in this area was funded by Soros, but I don't know for sure. So it's, it's just a rumor floating around out there. What I can tell you is that Soros has spent a minimum of $17 million on prosecutors over the past several years. And, you know, there's an article even going back in, in Politico, which is interesting about this because you get... All of these, these uh, air quote fact checkers, you know, these, these fake fact checking websites, George Soros is not trying to fund prosecutors. Yada, yada. You go back to 2016, Politico has a whole article about how George Soros is going to fund a whole campaign to get prosecutors elected. And the goal of the prosecutors was supposed, supposed to be social change. And part of that social change was making sure that certain types of criminals did not stay behind bars. And they got out. Other types of criminals who don't fit the uh, the proper demographic, well, the key's got to be thrown away on them. But everybody else has got to be let out. And what have we seen since then? A rash of crime increases, a rash of people who are being let out that shouldn't be let out, and a lot of people dying needlessly because prosecutors are not doing their damn job. 
And we again, we've seen it here locally. We've seen it uh, in in nearby areas. We've certainly seen it across the border in Chicago. This is just something that has to stop. But this was the goal. This is the this is the thing. Everything you're seeing right now was the goal. The whole defund the police thing was to have more incidents like this. Was to have more Kenosha's. That was the goal of all of that. And yes, some of those politicians are backing off of that stuff now. But that doesn't change the fact that the goal was to do all of those things. See, the problem for most folks who supported defund the police is that they realized pretty quickly that defund the police, if they were an ally of that movement, that they weren't going to be protected because they're just a pawn. It's like those people who had the Black Lives Matter flags and signs outside of their house and and Black Lives Matter came to their house and still like, you know, threw stuff at their windows and yelled at them and cussed at them and everything else. Remember that? Like, we're on your side. I don't understand what's going on. You're not useful to them. They don't like you. Antifa doesn't like Democrats. They don't like Republicans. They don't like Democrats. They hate them. They just use them. And consistently, they fall for it over and over and over again. So this guy's a career criminal. The one who killed all these people in in Waukesha. He's a career criminal. He's got a horrible record. Let's see, what does he have here? Uh, resisting or obstructing an officer, bail jumping felony, second degree reckless endangerment, safety, domestic abuse assessment, disorderly conduct, domestic abuse assessment, battery, domestic abuse assessment. Um, there's a pedophilia thing where he posted a video saying, no, no, it wasn't pedophilia. I was pimping her out. She was 16. I didn't know she was 16. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, but he's a convicted sex offender in my home state of Nevada. This, this guy has a rap sheet a mile long. He never should have been let out, but he was. And of course the district attorney totally oblivious. This is the Eric Holder defense, by the way, Eric Holder, the former attorney general of the uh, United States. When the, the Fast and Furious scandal was happening and he was asked about it, he goes, I didn't know anything about it. We ended up finding out that he did know about it. He approved it. He was, he was looped into the entire thing. But the defense, as was common throughout the Obama administration, the defense was, I didn't know anything about it. I'm just finding out about it with the rest of you. So their defense was literally incompetence. That was the only way that they could shield themselves from illegal activity. And Hillary did it, too. When Hillary did her uh, illegal email server situation, she said, no, 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 it was it was my aides who did that. I, I was injured. Remember, I fell, I hit my head. I didn't go to those classified document briefings, even though she was in the Senate and had those briefings before. But that was her defense when she testified before Congress. I had a head injury. I didn't go to those meetings. My staff told me it was okay to, to use these emails on my server. Classified emails, which is against the law. It, this this defense that consistently happens from prominent Democrats, I didn't know. I wasn't paying attention. I'm not really in charge of my department. Other people are doing things behind my back. All right, if other people are doing things behind your back, why aren't you firing them? They never do. They never fire the people who are doing all these illegal things behind their back, are they? So you got another district attorney out there going, oh, they shouldn't have been out on bail. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to look into it. Sure. Right. If you say so. It's not how this works. This guy, um, he, he ran, I guess he got convicted of running a woman over before. 
He used the the vehicle that he ran people over with in Wisconsin over the weekend. He used that in one of his his so-called rap videos. The guy's a wannabe rapper. What else do we have here? He's been charged with five counts of intentional homicide for the Waukesha massacre. And they're trying to say that this has nothing to do with Kyle Rittenhouse. That's what they're trying to say. He was fleeing a domestic incident. So he gets out when he's not supposed to get out, commits another domestic incident, and then, of course, runs a bunch of people over. Yeah, a lot lot of people. Josh, you buying that? You're not buying the domestic incident thing? He was just fleeing a domestic incident, huh? You're not, you're not buying it. What's that? The, the guy in, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, who ran all those people over through the Christmas parade, they're saying that he was fleeing a domestic incident. You don't buy that? Josh doesn't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't think any of you buy it. Look at his social media. Hates white people. Hates police officers. BLM activist equates police officers with gang members all over his social media. Go pay, go ahead. Go look at his social media. And this just so happens to be an less than an hour away from Kenosha. The first big event that happens in Wisconsin after the Rittenhouse verdict. And this guy just so happens to plow through a bunch of people at a Christmas parade because he was fleeing a domestic incident when he wasn't supposed to be out of jail to begin with. Right. That's what they're expecting you to believe. Nobody in their right mind buys this. Nobody in their right mind. How many times have we had domestic terror incidents that were targeting a certain demographic and law enforcement and the government will not acknowledge that that demographic was being targeted by the other demographic because the offending demographic is protected. How many times have we seen this play out over the years? I know I've covered it an awful lot in my 15-year career here. A lot. Hate crimes against white people don't get reported as hate crimes. They get reported as something entirely different. If we're going to have hate crimes laws, then hate crimes laws have to be applied equally. And that's not happening. Now, can I definitively tell you that this guy intentionally did this because of the Rittenhouse verdict? No, not yet. But they're trying to spin this narrative that, oh, he was just fleeing another domestic incident that he got in and he just happened to run into a giant parade of people. Real convenient. There are coincidences out there, but when they all start lining up and there's too many of them to be just a random coincidence, it doesn't really seem like a coincidence. That whole, like, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, that sort of thing. This is a BLM activist with a violent past right after the Rittenhouse verdict. He mows a bunch of people down less than an hour away from Kenosha, Wisconsin, in the same state. Heck of a coincidence if that's true, right, Josh? Pretty pretty darn quinky-dinky, isn't it? So like many of you, most of you, probably all of you, I don't buy it either. But they are going to do everything they can to cover up the motivations of this. Everything that they can. I mean, we'll probably find out in a week or two that this guy's actually just just a victim here. They'll probably spin it some way if, you know, he's 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 been traumatized his whole life or something like that, and that he shouldn't have been let out, 
And the darn prosecutors were responsible for his behavior because they let him out. And it's not his fault that he killed these people. I mean, children are involved in this. And watching politicians and celebrities and all these other people run around and saying that Wisconsin deserves this because of the Rittenhouse verdict. Remember who those people are. If they're celebrities, don't give them any more of your money. If they're politicians, throw them out of office. We got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Uh, some people are asking me about the blood work. Yes, mentioned that I had uh, my blood work has been completed. I get my results Wednesday. Hope everything is okay. Me too. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'll let you know either way. All right. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Friendly reminder, you can go watch the live stream on rumble.com slash Casey the Host. Hit that subscribe button. Follow me on Telegram at Casey the Host. I also did something else today. I moved my business from Facebook to Telegram. So if you're interested in stabby, pokey knife things, holsters, pepper spray, stun guns, hidden cameras, all that stuff, um, you go to uh, Telegram at ASD Knives. You can follow me there. Pretty stoked, man, because I just uh, just signed a deal with Cobra Tech Knives, one of my favorite knife companies, and we are now an official dealer for them. Uh, got a bunch of cool stuff on the way in, right right in time for the holidays. All right, yeah, Waukesha Massacre suspect was previously arrested for running over a woman with his car. Yep, sounds about right. Uh, I posted all of this, by the way, in the Daily Show prep. You can go take a look at it. But I just want to remind everybody of, of a basic fact here. And I, I get to go back and refer to an old article that I wrote um, after a Black Lives Matter massacre in Dallas, Texas. It was called The Media is Responsible for Violence in Dallas Last Night. And just like then, the media is responsible for the violence in Waukesha. Really is that simple. I'll read you a little bit of this piece. I'll put it in the Daily Show prep if you would like to go back and read it. I've been highlighting sensationalist media coverage my whole career. The media often foregoes facts in order to push a narrative. Sometimes this is to push their own ideology, but often it's just for ratings. Prominent members of the media individually peddle lies in order to advance their own personal agenda. Katie Couric recently did it by intentionally lying in her anti-gun fomentary, and Tom Brokaw recently did it when he lied as a commencement speaker about guns and crime. Again, this is published years ago. Keep that in mind. As I highlighted in the Tom Brokaw story, the media is often the catalyst for violence, and they certainly were responsible for the violence in Dallas last night. This is when the BLM activist ran around murdering police officers in Dallas, Texas. They killed him with the robot. Remember that? Studies show that media coverage of certain violent events actually causes violence to occur. When you throw in dishonest media coverage that peddles lies as if they were true, especially when they paint a false narrative of violence against a specific demographic, the powder keg gets lit. That's what has been happening for years in the U.S. The media has peddled lies, myths, and distortions of the facts as if they were true to paint a false narrative of police violence and racism against minorities. They've done this with many topics, but we'll stick to these for today. The media has covered nearly every police shooting, 
and most violent encounters really involving black suspects as if they were anti-black racist incidents. They have even done this when the officers themselves are black, like the Freddie Gray case. Nearly all of these stories are painted as white supremacist cops using their unfettered power to kill or harm black people. Even when no white officers were involved, years of doing this has conditioned the American public to just assume all violent encounters between blacks and police are rooted in anti-black bigotry. The media has also sensationalized these incidents to seem as if they, they occur far more than they really do. And it goes through, and I, I, it's a lengthy piece, but it's not a difficult read. And I would encourage you to take some time, because this is nothing new. There's also some statistics in there that I think many of you would find very helpful when you have these discussions with your friends and family, especially around the holiday table. The media whipped everybody up into a frenzy about Kyle Rittenhouse by lying about Kyle Rittenhouse. Democrat politicians then lied about Kyle Rittenhouse. And as the evidence came out, people lied about the evidence because they knew that most people wouldn't be watching the trial. They knew that most people wouldn't be paying attention to the evidence. And after the verdict was read, what did they do? They continued to lie about the facts of the case and lie about Rittenhouse. They're still doing it right now. So you get a bunch of people angry because they think a guilty person has gotten off scot-free when, in fact, Kyle Rittenhouse was the victim. They don't even know that those riots were over a man who raped a woman, beat a woman, and kidnapped her children who was armed and resisting arrest. They don't even know that. Why? Because the news media lied to them. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Got a big announcement. This is the week that we have Thanksgiving, right? I can't keep track of any. Normally, my November is a slow month. Have I stopped this month at all, Josh? No. Had another event on Saturday. Big old rally in uh, at the courthouse in Goshen. It's <laughs> got a... Got a remote, just had the radiothon. Holy smokes, man. Normally, November's pretty slow, but mm-mm. But I got one more event for you. One more event, okay? I am going to be out at Impress Jewelry Creations on Friday. That would be Black Friday. So I'm going to be out there. I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm going to be there about noon. So I'm going to be out at uh, Black Friday. Well, Impress Jewelry Creations for Black Friday at noon. And looking forward to seeing you there. They're still celebrating their fifth anniversary. Thanking customers with an exclusive discount on their store purchase. So the Black Friday sale, I like how you're keeping the music going though, which which for the record, YouTube will totally It's okay, man. <laughs> Not a big deal on Rumble. It's uh I'm actually on YouTube also today, just messing with YouTube. I didn't tell you that, sorry. Um <laughs> Because they banned a bunch of channels who are talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. So I'm also streaming on YouTube today just to just to be a thorn in their side. But they will definitely pull the video down and give me a copyright. They, they do with that song every single time, even though Tomiyasu gave me permission to use it. It's crazy. Anyway, Impress Jewelry Creations this Friday at noon. Black Friday sale starts on Friday, and it will run through Cyber Monday. They're offering new inventory 
that is one of a kind and exclusive in the area. Nobody else has got it. Significant savings of 30% off your store purchase. Certain exclusions do apply. So you can shop early for the best selection of -of one-of-a-kind custom-designed jewelry and men's specialty gifts. That's right, ladies. Men's specialty gifts. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody went to Impress Jewelry Creations for you, boy? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be... Not that I'm dropping any hints on anybody, but it would be nice, ladies, if you actually thought about your mans. You can also enter to win prize giveaways on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Winners will be announced uh, after Cyber Monday. Prizes will include Impress Jewelry Creations awards cards. So this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be awesome, man. I'm looking forward to being out there again. Impress Jewelry Creations this Friday at noon, Black Friday. I will see you there for their Black Friday sale. All right, what else do we have here? Um, yeah, CNN was running with the. The desperate, desperate. No, no, no. He was just the, the the guy in Waukesha. Wasn't a terrorist attack. Everybody wasn't a terrorist. Now, if it's a white guy, it doesn't matter what the white guy does. It's a domestic terrorist attack. It's not a white guy. But this story is too big to just make it go away, right? Usually, if it's not a white guy, they just make the story go away. Kind of like you know the kid who shot up four people in his school and got out on bail the next day. News media and a bunch of these stupid celebrities running around. What if it was a black guy that was doing that in Kenosha? Um, He would have been innocent, too. That's how this works. Did you know that there was another case very similar to Kyle Rittenhouse's case that was happening at the exact same time? Suspect was black. You didn't you didn't know that? Hold on a second. I'll pull this up. Okay, this is in Florida. This, for the record, happens, like, all the time. Like, every time there's a major, like, uh, social justice case that's going on, there is another case where the races are reversed. Nobody pays attention to it. And we've talked about this a lot with uh, white suspects being choked and killed. Nobody talks about it. It happened at the exact same time, right? Nobody cares. Yeah, Florida man, at the exact same time, Florida man was acquitted of all murder charges Claiming in self-defense. Now, this one's even worse. You know why? Because a SWAT team came into his house, Josh. He was asleep. Okay? So, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew A.J. Coffey, the fourth. He's 27 years old. He was found not guilty of second-degree felony murder, three counts of attempted first-degree murder of a law enforcement officer by discharging a firearm, and one count of shooting or throwing a deadly missile. Okay? He's found not guilty of all of that. So 5 a.m., March 19, 2017, 14 police officers, including SWAT, in camouflage. They, they arrived at his home in, in Gifford, Florida. The shooter's father, Andrew Coffey III, reportedly opened the front door to the house, was taken into custody by the officers. Okay, Before entering the house, deputies yelled, Sheriff's Office, search warrant. So police did everything they were supposed to do, okay? Coffee the fourth told the court that he was asleep at the time. He didn't know the SWAT team was coming into his house. He woke up. He thought he was being robbed. He said that he saw what appeared to be a rifle sticking through an open bedroom window pointed at him. That's when he fired a 45 caliber pistol out the window, shooting two or three times. Deputies then returned fire with more than a dozen rounds uh, shot towards the bedroom. Andrew's 21-year-old girlfriend 
was killed after reportedly being struck by 10 bullets fired by the SWAT team. So basically, this guy's asleep, doesn't realize a SWAT is lawfully entering the house that he's at. He thinks he's being robbed. He fires. They return fire. They kill his girlfriend. A gunfight ensues. They arrest him. They charge him with shooting police officers, right? And then attempting to to shoot other police officers. He's found not guilty. This, the verdict happened the same the same time, the same exact time. No media coverage of it, right? No media coverage, nothing, not a single thing. Completely buried. Guy was asleep, didn't know it was what. Police didn't do anything wrong. But the jury ruled that he didn't either. Just a horrible tragedy. No media coverage of it. You can't have that. Because this is a black guy who used a gun to protect his home. Actually killed law enforcement. Shot at other law enforcement because of it. Still, they exonerated him. They won't tell you this story. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. You know, one of the things that I've been saying for a while now, even before the trial for Rittenhouse started, what's going to happen to the police officer there's, I think there's more than one. There's one that's well-known. What's going to happen to the police officer when Kyle Rittenhouse is found not guilty, which, of course, he was? What's going to happen to the police officer who donated to his GoFundMe campaign before GoFundMe took it off? By the way, did you see did you see GoFundMe's explanation of their policy on these t- sorts of things? <laughs> Don't ever use GoFundMe. Don't ever use them. Stop giving your money to these companies. So there's a police officer who donated to Kyle Rittenhouse's legal fund. Police officer was fired. Now, you're allowed to donate to whatever cause you want when you're not on duty. He's a police officer in Virginia. He did not break a law. All he did was donate to somebody's legal defense. That's it. That police officer saw the video that so many in the news media chose not to watch came to a conclusion that Kyle was probably innocent, and even if he didn't come to the conclusion that Kyle was innocent, isn't Kyle Rittenhouse entitled to a proper defense? And is it really a problem if somebody wants to help a 17-year-old kid be able to fund said defense, even if he's guilty? So they fired him. They found out. Basically, what ended up happening is people got people started doxing anybody who donated to Kyle Rittenhouse's legal defense. They outed this police officer, several other first responders, too, and he lost his job. Norfolk Police Lieutenant William Kelly was fired in April after the Guardian revealed the names of police officers and other public officials who donated to Rittenhouse's legal defense fund, which, for the record, is something that the Guardian should pay dearly for. Kelly reportedly donated a mere 25 bucks 
and used his department-issued email address while making the donation. That was the loophole that they used to fire him. Kelly also left a message on crowdsourcing website that read, God bless, thank you for your courage, keep your head up. You've done nothing wrong. Every rank-and-file police officer supports you. Don't be discouraged by actions of the political class of law enforcement leadership. Okay? He looked at the tape. He saw what happened. He knew that Kyle was innocent, and he donated $25 to his defense. And for that, he lost his job. Well, now that he's been proven right, Kyle Rittenhouse has won his freedom. He wants his job back. And I don't blame him. And I told you, pay attention to the story because he's going to start suing. <laughs> Everybody's going to sue here. And everybody should sue. Rittenhouse needs to sue everybody. This police officer needs to sue. Like I said, you got to go on offense, folks. This is what you have to do. It's all right to have polite political disagreements. But when you're fighting evil, you need to go on offense. And that's exactly what's happening here. What happened to Kyle was evil. It still is evil. You have to go on offense. Make them pay where they care about it the most in their pocketbook. They're just pretend socialists. They're not real. They want to make money off of this. More coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host and watch the live stream now.